And we're here on the k Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio. Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Detroit Lions football post-bye week edition. Hello, Mike. Post-bye. We worked last week. <laughs> uh, barely. Barely. We didn't have much to, much to do. Uh, pretty uneventful week as bye weeks go. You know, sometimes during bye week, somebody's cut, a trade happens, uh, uh, you know, a big declaration of where they're going. It was really pretty, pretty um, – Copacetic, I would say this last week, don't you think? Copacetic, wow, that's an old man's word. That's right. I used to, I used to hear that when I was a kid, just to tell you how old it is. <laughs> you know, but Kenny, you know, you're right about that. And and the one thing we wanted to know in the bye week, what was Dan Campbell and his staff, what are they going to do about the defense? And we won't be able to know until Sunday, really. I'll get some hints tomorrow in, in the first open practice to the media, and it's not open for very long. But that's, I really, I think that's what, basically what all of us want to know. What are they going to do different on defense? Uh, yeah, but the thing that bothers me, and I'm going to ask you this question. I'll, let me let me I'm going to change this around. Let me ask you this question: one to a hundred is the percentage. Percentage okay. of the reason why they're one and four now is it players to everything else? I'll say the actual playing and players to everything else. Where would you rate it in terms of one to a hundred? Uh, well, I'd say the players are really in my heart and soul. I think they're 100% because they, they play the game. But I'd say 75% players probably, something I'm, like that. I'm going to go 35% management. And I'm not saying coaching exclusively, but just so the way the team yeah. was set up this year, the things they could have accomplished and they didn't with drafting and free agency and coaching. That's all I say. That's 35% of the problem we have now and 65% that players just aren't playing good enough right now, or they may not be good enough. They're either not playing good enough or they're not good enough. But if they play better, they'd at least be two and three now, maybe even three and two. I'd agree with that. So we're pretty close. I mean, my 75% to your 65% for the players, and that leaves, you know, in mind 25% for other people. But I don't, I don't disagree with you. Look, I'm going to use this line again, Kenny, and someday, someday I'm going to bury it. But it's like the players are never, they're, you know, they're never, it's never their fault. I used to go way back to you know, the Wayne Fonts days when everything was Wayne Fonts' fault. And the players, well, it was like they got on a plane and it crashed and they had nothing to do with it. They weren't flying the No, no, you've got everything to do with it. Yeah, and that's the one, like that Minnesota game to me, they blamed yeah. Campbell for the kick and not well, going for the field goal and not whatever, he'd be going for it on fourth, whatever. But I and this is the talk show Detroit thing and all you know stuff, and I never heard afterward. You know you can stop them at, even if you miss the field goal. You you can stop them from scoring. So they it's never blamed they, the, they never blamed anybody else except for the coach for that. And that's where I had a problem with that. So it's it, right. It's not against the rules to play defense. Yeah, and that's you, why you're out there. You can stop them. It's easy to do. I don't think I don't think I don't think Anthony Glenn. Or, I'm sorry, Anthony. I don't think Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell and the rest of that staff in that Minnesota game designed a play for the receiver to get wide open on consecutive yeah. plays. I don't yeah. I don't think they drew it up that way. Yeah. Hey, make sure you watch him when he's going into the end zone. Right. No. Right. I don't think so. Well, we'll give up the we'll give up the touchdown, but we won't give up a field goal. I mean, but they, no, they weren't saying that. They were like, <laughs> right. you know, just just play, you know, and um. I said at the time that game wasn't a big game and they could overcome that, but 
I got to feel the way this season's going to go. It's going to come back. That game's going to come back to haunt them somewhere or another down the line. I don't know why I got that feeling. I hope I'm wrong. But either in the division or something, that giveaway at the end of the season's going to come. Because I don't think the Lions are done yet. And I'm trying to explain stuff to the, the rational people that are listening to this podcast that – the, the season doesn't start to the, after the eighth game. I'm sorry. You can you can be out of it. Well, no, like I said, you, yeah. can, you can put yourself out of it. But the actual season starts after the eighth game. Because if you don't play well in those last nine games, you're not doing anything, even if you started out six and two or five and three or whatever. If you don't play good in those last part of the season, you're not doing anything anyway. So to me, the season, if you stay close in the first eight games where you're not totally out of it, the last well, nine games are going to decide yeah. what kind of team you are this year, and I think that's what this team should be thinking about. But you also have to be in position to be participating fully in those last right, nine Right, that's games. what I said. If you don't put yourself and, out and in the first eight. Right, and, and they're on the verge of putting themselves out. And look, Three and five is another, not out. I'm just, well, they're, they're, I, I don't want them to be three and five, out. but three and five is not. To me, two and six – one and seven, you okay? You 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 build a you've dug yourself a hole. You're not getting out of. But anything other than that, those last nine, of Mike, I'm telling you, those. Think about this in the way we're talking too. Nine more games after eight. You know, it's a 17 game season, that, and everybody thinks right. that one game doesn't mean anything. That's still nine more games after eight. It means a lot more than you think of it. Yes. Than you think it does because you have fewer teams at 500 because it's a 17 game season. Right. That's part of it. Here's another thing. Let me just go back in time, and I'm going to bring this out of the old Mike O'Hara history history novel or whatever you want to. 1983, and I'll never forget this, the Lions get to 3-5 and five at the eight-game mark. That's the halfway mark, and I wrote that the opportunity's there for them to make the playoffs because the old NFC Central was, you know, somebody was like five or maybe five and three, but there was nobody running away with it, and I wrote, they're in it. Well, they lose the next game to get to three and six, but Kenny... They go on a streak and they finish eight and what was it eight and no nine and seven, make the playoffs and they're a missed field goal away from going to the NFC Championship game. But that was a good team with good players with Billy Sims and and those guys and and, and Doug uh, Doug English on defense. Those were it was a really good team that finally played up to its level uh, in the last eight games of the season. Really, the last seven games. And you have there's an opportunity. Yeah, and there's an opportunity for this team to do that too. Yeah, but you had one player that could drag a franchise then, and I don't see that player on the last night. Billy, Billy Sims, who you could just mount your franchise on. I mean, personality-wise as well as playing-wise, he was just—he was just like the magnet of that team. You don't have that guy now on this team. There's no one guy on this team that just pulls everything together, offensively or defensively. And me and you've been talking. We've been trying to say they need a defensive player like that for the last two or three years, and they don't have it yet. We thought Hutchinson might be able, able to one day be that player, but we'll see. But until they get that defensive well, player that just is lights out, they're always going to be a struggle defensively. Everything's going to have to be perfect for them to you know to put up a good performance. Right. Well, that's why guys like Von Miller change. You know, later in their careers, they change teams every you know, every season and a half right. because they have what they have is value. Right. I mean, absolute value. He's not out there to, to, to get a garbage uh, tackle on third and 15. He's out there on third and three to knock the quarterback. So right. silly. That's what, and he does it. It's exactly what he does. Well, that's, that, that, that goes to, I was watching Thibodeau and the Giants Sunday. That K-Shan, one was a K- game. Ch- 
Kayvon Thibodeau, that one play was a game-changing play. He hadn't done anything all day. He had like two tackles. But he made the game-changing play at the end where he stripped the ball from uh, Lamar Jackson. And that's the type of player you want. And that's the type of player you have. Now, you don't know, I remember I had wanted Thibodeau, and I, I wasn't – I didn't have a problem with Hutchinson. I, I thought Thibodeau he would eventually be the better player. But I'm just saying, the game-changing plays are what you want, and I want to see that out of Hutchinson. I think it's in there. You just got to get it out of him. Well, Kenny, I think I, I don't disagree with you, by the way, on Thibodeau. I really don't. I, I was really high on him. I don't know. I don't remember right now if if I was still on him at the at the at the end. But but that that's you know that's what you need. You need a guy. You need a home run hitter. You need a stopper. You need a closer. Lions don't have a closer. They have too many openers. Yeah, right. Closers. <laughs> right. It's like a Seven Eleven. You ever walk in a Seven yeah. Eleven and look at the door and wondering why it's never there's no lock on it because it's always open. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't need to lock the door because it's always open. And that's well, what so they the got to get through. Well, the for, yeah, when the center for the other team gets over the ball and starts singing, "Let's go, Kroger." Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, some things that did happen over the thing. One that I'm upset about is leaving his eye on Jarike had back surgery, which I thought. He should have had it earlier because if he oh, got trying to get him through the season. Yeah, but if he got hurt on hurt on the first padded practice, and yeah. with the same injury that he had last year, they should have deemed it right then. And I, I don't yeah. know, it didn't. You were there. I don't know. It didn't sound great. Usually they'll say, "Yeah, they'll fix him up and he'll be good as new and ready to go next year." I didn't. I didn't hear that from them. So I don't know what type of back injury it was. I hope it's not a career ender because. I went back and looked at some tape pre-draft of him, and he could, he's one of the missing pieces you have now. Just look at the way Quentin Williams playing. I'm not saying he's Quentin Williams, so don't start writing me. But look at the way Quentin Williams is playing for the um, Jets now, the New York Jets. Oh, stop talking about him, Well, then. I'm just saying, a guy who can disrupt <laughs> inside, even if he's no, not I'm Quentin Williams, that's what they drafted him to do, and that's what they're missing right there. I'll take and say all you want about the edge rushers, but if you've got a guy in the middle, and he can get in quarterback's chops. That it changes the game. It changes the way the quarterback plays. It really does. I wonder why they don't try uh, McNeil more at that disruptor spot and just get a big well, plug they've them, they've, and get look, a big plug and put him on the other side. Because it just seems to me the initial plan was McNeil was going to be the plug to take the double teams, whatever, and the guy next to him was going to be the disruptor. But he's he, to me, he's fluid enough, and I. I would like to see him over there if they can just get somebody else on the other side. Bugs and those guys aren't what? really big to me. I mean, I want to just put a big, big guy in well, there. Well, look, I, you know, Isaiah Bugs talked to the media yesterday. Yesterday being, what was it? Yesterday was being, mon- being Monday. Monday, and I didn't realize how thickly built he is. I mean, that is one powerful dude. It really is. And then you know, uh, Kaminsky's probably coming back. You know, he had a nice start to the season. Got hurt in, in the opening game. Played twenty-seven snaps. The reason I know that, I just looked it up. Played 27 snaps, had a quarterback hit, and really was a powerful force on the interior before hurting his hand. But I think, you know, cross your fingers, Lion fans, I think that he's going to be available for the Dallas game now. I think he's well, he's missed four games, so I think it's time for him to come back. Now, we'll see. You never know what's going to happen in practice if a guy's going to aggravate something, but it looks good for him. Well, I think the defensive problems, and if you can solve one of the three levels, and the level to me being the line part, It'll make up for the other two. You, there's some deficiencies in linebacker. We all know that. And now with Tracy Walker out, there's some deficiencies in the defensive backfield. There always were, even beforehand. But if you get heat and line play and get that quarterback off his spot, that'll help the whole defense. So to me, the key to this next whatever number of games is, 
the defensive line. I don't care how you want to fix it, but it's got to be fixed. Well, I think you know, Kenny. There's seasons on this next three on this next three games. It really is. I mean, where they're gonna, you know, where, what sort of impact they're gonna have on the rest of the season comes. In, what will be a result of what they do in the next three next three games? But you're right about that about the defense. I mean, somewhere, and I think it's I think it starts up front. I mean, if you can, it's hard to recap at, at cornerback, you know, and, and free safety and like that. But it's not if you've got the right player and the right temperament and the right tempo and all that, you can. You can really, you can really do that. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, it's up front to me. It really is. It could be it's one player front. that steps up, and like I said, you got second to me. Your second year, your rookies or whatever, there's always a breakout, and sometimes it doesn't come. Sometimes it comes in the third year. Sometimes it comes in the middle of a year. But those younger players, and I, I see that for Hutchinson too. I guarantee, I, I may come back. This may come back to home. I guarantee that light's gonna come on for him in the next few weeks. Because he's he's doing a lot. He just ain't getting the, the it's not getting the stats out of it. But I like what he's doing. I like the way I've watched Thibodeau. I've watched Walker, and I've watched the young guys. And I was looking at the game uh, Monday night, the Chargers game. Khalil Mack only had like four sacks his rookie year. You mean to tell me you wouldn't take him any year after that, or even that year? So well, I'm gonna look. I'm, as soon as we hang up, I'm gonna look up that statistic to make sure you're right. No, I, I, they, they were talking right. about it last night. They were talking about it yeah. last night. That you know, he didn't have a big sack number his first year, and to me, no. pressure and stuff. I, I just like the way Hutchinson plays, and I think that he'll be okay. Um, I want to see Josh Pascoe get some time because this second round Lions pick stuff has got to stop where they not get any production out of second round picks. The Anzarike thing that was injury. You can't, you know, that would just happen. You can't go back on that. But there's been a littering of bad second-round picks by injury or just not being good for as long as you can you know, put your arm on. Matter of fact, the Swift is probably the, the best one they've had in eight years. You know, and, oh, he, he, and he doesn't play half the time. So, Oh, Swift. You know, I thought you, I thought you were talking about uh, our former cornerback when you said Swift. Oh, no, Slay. Slay, well, that's the last. Slay. You know, that goes back oh. ten years, though. That's what I'm saying, the last eight years. You know, yeah. it's been that bad. So I want to see him play. If 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 he fails, then I'm going to put a motion in after this season that they're never picking the second round again. Trade to pick. <laughs> if if he fails, I will be I will be sending that to the league office in in December that we will never the Lions are never allowed to pick in the second round again. Their pick must be traded. Let's keep track of this tape. Let's, yeah, let's, keep let's track hold of on tape. to this tape, okay? A couple other things that I saw going forward. Um, he talked yesterday about Romeo Aquara coming back sometime this year. That's a big loss that nobody's talking about because if you got him in the rotation of pass rushers, it, it, that helps that D-line too. And it, yeah, that's been had, a missing yeah, he, piece. Yeah, 10 quarterback sacks two years ago, and last year he was headed to another you know, pretty good season. You don't know how he's going to close, but he got hurt in the fourth game of the season. And was done for the year, same as Aaron, same as uh, Frank Ragnow, you know, yeah. Pro Bowl All Pro center. Yeah, I mean, God, you could, it, it, just the injuries that this this team has has sustained, and to good players. Yeah, I mean, good players. You, 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 go back and look. You, you know how hard it is to get ten sacks in the National Football League. I mean, there guys who get up there in the twenties. I get that, but just to get double digits, it's hard to do. Yes, it is. And then plus that frees up other guys too when you got somebody who's one on the other side. So that's a big loss. I hope we can get him back, like I said, by that eight game mark, nine game. That's what my Jameson Williams point is too. If you can get him back for the last nine games, you know, mid season, you don't think so? Nope, I don't. Because you don't hear his name mentioned at all 
it's just sort of, you know, he's, he's working hard and stuff like that. But until we have a projection where he comes back for the three, you know, the three week trial period, then it's, you know, I got a feeling they had a date for him the whole time and they're not changing. I just think that because I watched the videos of him on Instagram, his working out videos and whatever. And, you know, I can't tell if he's an injured player on there, but I just think that there was no way in the world he was coming back before a certain period, no matter what he did. And I think they're sticking to that. That's just me. That's my impression of what's going on. So I, well, I do think it will be after that eighth game. I put it like this. If OBJ is close to coming back and OBJ had an ACO after Jamison Williams and he's already looking at teams to sign with and comes back and he's older, his second ACL, Jamison Williams had the ACL, not the worst ACL, but one of the one of the better ones if you're going to have it. He should be coming back before OBJ. And, he, and right now it doesn't look that way. You're right. It doesn't look that way for a reason. Yeah, but I, I just think I, I, I think they'll bring him back when he's ready to come back. I just not think, a day sooner, right. not a day later. But I think they've had a number a date for him the whole time, and they haven't changed it. I just think that well, they would, already I, know. No, well, I disagree with they wouldn't change it. But I just think that I, I think that there's a date there, that, a projected date, but it's fluid. I don't think it's I don't think it's set in stone. Which is the smart thing to do if you got if you got a rookie and you want him for a long time. Right. And like I said, right now you don't need a receiver. It'd be nice to have, but you don't need it. You got other things going. Fix the other part of the team. Um, yeah, and one other, and one other thing about that. I mean, you can say, well, why bring them back for the last five or six games? Like it's five or six games of development. Yeah, that's why. That's exactly right. Practicing during the week, preparing for plus games. You're them. Yeah. Right, and plus people want to see them. Um, yeah. I was watching Sauce Gardner for the Jets over the holiday oh, before pick. Oh boy, what a player! See. That's that's a number four pick, and that was too high for me to take a corner then. Like I said, Akuda, but I don't. I never seen that from Akuda. I see a good player. I don't see a that that pick right there is a top ten corner. I haven't seen that yet from Jeff Akuda. I've you seen mean a, top ten in the league. Yeah, top ten in the league. That's a top ten corner. That draft pick. I mean, by top ten, a top ten well, pick. Well, if you're gonna pick a corner, that's a top five, a top ten pick. I haven't seen that from Akuda yet. No, I haven't either, but Sauce Gardner hasn't had two season-ending injuries either. No, but I'm even talking about the first season when Akuda was here. This, think about this. The first five games with um, with Sauce Gardner, those are, we had those five games with Akuda before he got hurt. Big difference. As rookies, I'm saying. Big difference. Well, obviously that you know he was he's played on primetime TV and he's done well. And we'll see how it works out. Well, it wasn't I know I'm just saying he's uh, look I'm losing he's you know, a better Kenny, player. I'm losing it. Hold it. He's a better I'm player. Losing enth- I'm losing enthusiasm for el- evaluating uh, Okuda every other week. I'm not evaluating him, but I'm just letting you we know have enough, we have a, we have every time have the San Diego Chargers quarterback or the, uh, Tua comes on TV, I just want to let you know that I will be commenting. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, what are you going to say about two of this week? Then go ahead. I'm just saying, if he plays, then I. What, I what do you have to say? I'm just what saying. Do you have to say? Yeah, I can't help Come it if his offensive line won't protect him. <laughs> not to get oh, ran around like a, a bean bag. That's not my fault. So when he had this, when he had the, they were great when he had the six touchdown passes in the opener. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All just right. So we know. We'll move on. Um, Thank you. L.A. Rams. Uh, Josh <laughs> Akers, I guess, has been told to stay home and is going to be traded or going to be released. Cam Akers? Cam Akers. I'm sorry, Josh. Cam yeah. Akers. Do we, uh, do we, do we want to run him back here? Play with golf? Play with rooms? I haven't, I haven't seen a thing out of him that gives me any, any – Well, he doesn't play. You can't see nothing out of him. 
Well, I've seen him play, though. So I saw him play in the playoffs last year. And what do you have, 20 carries for 40 yards, something like that? I, just, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Nothing. Well, if he's cut, Nothing. though, would you pick him up? Because you have third in the, you're third in the, uh, in the lotto there. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't? No. Okay. No. All right, let it I go. Just, uh, it's, just, it, it's less than you already have. I'd rather play Craig Reynolds. I really would. Okay. All right, well, let's move on to until we've had the off week. And that's pretty much all the off week stuff that uh, we talk about. <laughs> Well, no, Kenny, Lakers. you're just dying for me to argue on that. No, I'm not going to argue about it. Like, it's, it's just a play. Look, not, there haven't been a lot of cuts this year yet. That's why, you know, when your Lions are bad, you hope guys get cut because you're top in the, you know, in the order of picking. And they haven't had any of these cuts yet to pick up better players. So I'm thinking the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some veterans getting released and you have opportunities to pick them up. So I'm just, you know, just putting names out there. I think you can you know improve some of your roster. What if a good safety or a corner gets released? You know, then well, that's something you would want to pick up. Well, then I wonder if he's a good safety or corner if he gets released. But the one thing, I, I don't know if we're seeing the effects of this or not, but the 16-player practice squad. Yeah. That's, that's you know, that's there's a half a, there's a half a full roster out there in the National Football League. No, you're you know, right. Every team. Yeah, you're and right. So I just wonder if that has a – like Jared Davis, seventh year. You know, three years ago, he never would have been eligible for the practice squad because it, it was three years and out. For two years and out, that was it. And now he's got guys in there six, seven years. He had, a, had a, an 11-year vet, I think it was, last year hanging on. Yeah. And put him <laughs> on the active roster. Jared, I would. Put him on the active roster and let him chase that quarterback around. Come on. This guy's he's got a seven-year vet. Just, you know what? Close your eyes and swing. Give it everything you got. I guarantee he'd make contact at least once. Yeah. I, you know, I'll hear all this other stuff. It's not Guaranteed. Like, it's not like you, you know – Putting um, Lawrence Taylor on the bench or cutting him or whatever to put him on, you're not. You, it's not. You know, you, you're they're basically all the same. Put a guy with some experience, and you know he can do one thing. He's physical and can run. So put him on the field. I'm all for that. The only part of it is we really haven't seen him play, so we're going on what we think. Well, we, we saw him in preseason. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> okay, we saw him. We just see him. Right? <laughs> he made <laughs> he it out there without a roster. without a handicapped parking spot. I mean, we at least you know he can. He's okay. Well, I'm glad he didn't have a handicap parking spot because that's the that's the decider. That's the if decider. They don't, <laughs> they don't have one <laughs> on Sunday. Well, we got um, Dallas this week. Not a good game yep. to come back to. I mean, when no, you want to come off really, a break, yeah. you want to play the worst team in the league or something just to get some confidence up. Um, I'm going to add this though: the Patriot loss doesn't look as bad seeing what they did to Cleveland this last weekend in Cleveland. Oh, so the no, loss sure to the Patriots yeah. at home to their home doesn't look as bad. I mean, it looks bad, but evidently, Brooke Zappi was better than everybody thought, and and Belichick can coach. <laughs> okay, so oh, Belichick can coach. Yeah, you know. so that loss. What do you, hey, listen, what do you make of Belichick though? Not going to a to, to the Crafts wedding, even though he was invited, and Brady did. Yeah, he had a job to do, unlike yeah, Brady, well. who had a job to do and didn't do it. Because, like I said, if you make the move not to, to blow off practice, or blow off meetings to go to a wedding of a team you're not on anymore, you better yeah. win that game on Sunday. And you better yeah, play no, he good. Didn't. And he, did, he didn't either. So, and then he's going to yell at his linemen. They should be yelling at you. You know, you might not have to yell at if you'd have been here Friday. Right, we couldn't hear you all the way yeah. from, from uh... But, you know, Brady, I, I – I, Mike, you've been around athletics a long time now. 
Doesn't Brady right. remind you of like the last days when Muhammad was fighting or, you know, Al Kaline's yeah. last season or just different great players when they you know the end is there. They know it, but they have an obligation and he, they're just going through the motions to get through the season. He, this is it for him, and you can see it. Yeah, I don't think Kaline was going through the motions, but I know he's No, I'm not talking about going through the motions, but just you know while you're watching it that this is it. Oh, yeah. You know it. And you can see, Brady, now you know this is it. And and trust me, he made it longer than I ever thought, 45 years old, to make it to this point. I give him all the kudos, but this is it. I don't think they'll – let's just put this way. I don't think the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to have a – Farewell party for him when he retires. I think they've had enough too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, both sides. Are, okay, that's enough. But yeah, we like I'll, 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 go ahead. No, I was gonna say, just that I just wish he would go out a little quieter. And I hate to see guys go out and tarnish what they did. And you know, just well, he's, look, his, his personal life is now out there. His wife is being quoted as she wish she never had married him or something like that. Is that what she said? <laughs> Something like that, but my question—that oh, was a quote from my wife. <laughs> was uh, you know, did, did, did she say that, or did she say it to a friend who you know repeated it, or right. that's, that's what it's coming down to now? And yeah. you know, they hired lawyers. And, yeah, the whole uh, just mess. He's, he's just a football player, right? Just a player. Let that's it go. All. Well, I'm gonna tell you. And before we get to the Lions in Dallas, I want to. What do you think about Russell Wilson after watching the game Monday night? Was it all? Was it all? Uh, the where he was, and is it now that he's exposed, or has he lost something? Or I, I, I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson. I, I thought he was on a decline with the hand injury and without the hand injury. Watching him play, and they were still, you know, they were still a prime TV team, you know, uh, out there in Seattle. Just what I saw, he looked to me like he was, he was past his good days now. Well, that's a Over big gamble. Hill, that's a two hundred and forty five million dollar gamble. Sure is, yeah. Oh, you gonna be about the head co- the head coach who took that job thinking he really had something I go, wait a minute. Man. Yeah, I, well, he took the job thinking that Aaron Rodgers was coming out there. Remember, that's what the whole deal was. And when yeah, that blew up, it, yeah. yeah, now he's got a, a broke down Russell Wilson and uh, the price of toilet paper is going up at Walmart, people. So that's just the reason. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, really though, when you, when you go back to Brady, it really makes it all the more remarkable what he did at age of 73, 70, yeah. not 73, 43, 44, and part of 45. Yeah. Uh, Rodgers and, and Wilson, they're not touching that. No. They're not getting there. But Brady's, Brady was always good above the neck. And I think the last yeah. 10 years was yep. above the neck. He was never the physical like you know, Never. bomber like Josh Allen throw or whatever. He he won above the neck and he was a good athlete and a good thrower to football. And Russell Wilson was neither. He was short, and he was uh, he moved around in the pocket a lot. and He made good throws, but he was never when his skills went. It's like Cam Newton. I said it all the time. Once once those skills start leaving you, you're not gonna have that to fall back on. And when it comes to just getting going back in the pocket and throwing, which you're gonna have to do well, later in your career. Kenny, let's look at a younger player in that same regard. I'm a big fan, but Lamar Jackson. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. And every year it gets a little worse. I think he should have took that money, but I agree with what you're saying that, you know, once that skill of running and moving out goes away and you're going to have to be forced into that pocket, you better have something. And I thought, I still think Lamar Jackson is a, a very good quarterback, but I just think that upper level thing he's, he hasn't acquired that way to throw yet. He hasn't acquired that I can beat you from the pocket. 
Well, he hasn't. And look, at they've, they've had the lead in every game they've lost. Every single game they've had the lead in the fourth quarter. And what, they've lost three of them. And so is it all on him? No, but you're the quarterback. Put it this way, if they're winning, he'd be taking the bows. Yeah. Well, like I said, we got Dallas this week now, Mike. And uh, just yep. give me a brief overview on what the Lions need to do to win, how you think they'll come out after the uh, bye week, and um, what the attitude. You've been around the team. You talked to guys in the locker room yesterday. What is the mood of the team? And can Dan Campbell keep the team if they're losing, or is it going to be a point where now they start to question? I don't know about you know. I don't know that you know. He talked about uh, you know. He sort of talked about what he calls the buy-in. And we'll see if they have the buy-in. I don't see any indication that they don't have it. Look, you can play a bad football game, but I don't think, for example, the um, Minnesota game, I don't think you could say, well, they're not buying in. And that went right down to the wire. The next week against Seattle, 48-45, went right down to the, to the, to the, uh, right down to the wire. I just think they've had that, the, 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 the cast of characters that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell inherited I think was lesser than they thought, even they thought. I think they thought that they could patch this up quicker, and now they're in it. They go, wait a minute, we got a lot to go, really. I mean, a lot. And so, I, I, I if, if they, if they stay the course, and by that I mean, you know, he gets a third and maybe fourth year as the coach. I think they can do it, but it is, it really is a difficult project. And look, the teams that make the turnaround quickly have the absolute number one franchise quarterback. I like Jared Goff a lot, but I don't put him in that category. No, I don't. When you saw that against, uh, you saw that against the Patriots. Once he got, you know, bumped around in the pocket and chased, he wasn't the same guy. No. That's a lot of that. He's not look. He's not going to get better physically, but he's got to find a way to, to. He's got to find a way, even in his seventh, eighth year in the league, he's got to find a way to deal with that, or it's it's just not going to happen. Right. Well, this is my thing, and I've always said it. There comes a point in the season where everything was clicks and then you become that team. And if you remember Barry Sanders first, you remember they won the five games at the end of the season? Yep. They were, what, two and seven or whatever the record was. Then they won five. And two, and like two and two nine. Two and nine and ended up being seven and nine. And even the, the second part, because they, they finished six and ten the next year, but the year after they got hot and moved on. But it always starts with a winning streak where they put it together. And that's the streak I'm looking for for this Lions. Now, I don't know what game is going to start. But if they knock out two in a row, I think they'll roll, as long as there's no big injuries. But that's yeah. what I think they need to do now. And like I said, they're playing with such thin margins now because they're they're not deep. And like you said, the talent that's good has to stay healthy. So that's what I'm looking for. But I'll tell you what, I want to see him beat Dallas just so I can see the explosion in Dallas if it's Dak's first game back and he loses. I, I just want to see that. I don't care about anything else because – That'll set Dallas on a tizzy, and then it'll also set you up that you went on the road and beat a good team. Well, here's the one other thing I, I wonder, and I, I've never really bought into this, that it's, you know, that, if the, for example, the Cowboys lose, they're going to be madder, they're going to really play harder. The Cowboys lose, and they might lighten up against the Lions. I don't believe that. I don't think one game has anything to do with it, with the next, unless it's an elimination game, like in week 14, and your season's over. Then, then you know, then it can it can affect the team emotionally. But I think that I don't think the Cowboys are a top tier team. I think they're maybe in the next six or eight or nine or something like that. I mean, they got handled pretty well Monday night. They really did. It was clearly clearly the eye test who the better team was. Even though the quarterback, you know, comes into play there with with uh, 
with with uh, Prescott not being able to play. But I I think the, I think the I think the Cowboys can be had Sunday. I'm not predicting it, but I think they can be had. All I know is Philadelphia is undefeated, and one team was three points away from beating them and had a chance to beat them, and that team is playing Dallas this week, and it ain't Dallas. And I'm like saying, Detroit is. I know all the fans are panicking over in the record, and I, I, like I said, I didn't expect them to win this year. I expect them to be competitive, which they are. I expect them to get better, which I'm seeing on offense. I want to see the defensive players get better. But I'm letting you know right now, there's no great teams out there. If Philly's the great team, they're three points better than you. They're three well, points just better than you. Yeah, let me add something else here. This is in DetroitLions.com. That's our website that I write for. I've got a column in there today. I looked all this up. In the last 10 years, the Detroit Lions in the game after the bye Seven wins, two losses, one tie. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Seven wow. wins, two losses, one tie. And we know where the tie was, right? Yeah. That was the, the game, the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh game, wasn't it? The last year in Pittsburgh yeah. the game that the Lions had <laughs> actually no business even being competitive in, and that they rallied that team and the coaching staff and the players and the veterans on that team and the leaders rallied that team, and they went 3-3-1. Three, three and one the last seven games, which is a remarkable accomplishment for that team. I don't know how many teams in the league would be jumping up and down and saying, hey, we went 3-3-1, and one. but for the Detroit Lions, it was a remarkable finish. I hear you. All right, Mike, that's going to be it for this week. We'll have a little thing Friday to give our preview of the game. Um, anything else you want to say before we leave? Uh, goodbye. All right. <laughs> that's Michael here at DetroitLions.com. Ken Brown from WGR Radio. See Frank Rackenau's interview every Monday, 530 on AM 760. And for that, We'll see you later on the Canaan Podcast.